Naturophysics is a concept astrophysicist Leroy Larry developed that explains in down-to-earth scenarios how the principles of physics could have come about from observing nature. Each episode begins with a scenario, followed by an example to illustrate the application of these principles in futuristic research at the frontiers of science, such as Leroy's astrophysics doctoral research at Cinespa, Center for Space Research, and then concludes with an exploration of how these same principles could have very well been used by ancient cultures and civilizations. Mathematics is naturally encountered and incorporated as the exciting and fun tool of science that it is. Science is the window into our amazing world of nature, and mathematics is the tool to open that window. Natural physics encompasses current, futuristic, and ancient physics, and ties them together by the principles of physics that are common threads running throughout each. Good morning, everybody. I'm Leroy Larry, and welcome to Natural Physics, live from the territory of the Badukas, the Deke Delta. We are here for sunrise with the spheres on equinox. And season two, our slogan, excuse the double pun, is going to be rocking and rolling with the speech. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> All right. Now, we had planned to be at Fankus' archaeological site with the two spheres that are aligned east and west to catch sunrise coming up with those two spheres. Couple of problems with that. Number one, we found out yesterday that this is the this is the fall equinox today. Well, it's the spring equinox, and the sun is aligned with those two spheres. So that's going to be in April. So we'll be back. <laughs> okay, but oh, and another thing too is the museum is not open. Uh, during this time period, this early morning. So we wouldn't be able to go, but see, now we know. Okay, but where we are, we are in the Park of the Spheres. It's called Parque de Espedas, Espedas, and it's, it's uh, we're actually about a 10 minute drive. We went to the archeological site yesterday and in our next episode, we're going to be showing photographs of those two spheres that are aligned east and west that we'll be back in April for. And we took a lot of pictures. We took video. We're going to be showing those film clips in our next episode. But right now, we are in the territory of the Baduca. And another thing that we found out uh, about a month ago that, unfortunately, the community has uh, a lot of individuals of the Buka community uh, have uh, contracted uh, COVID. So the village is basically locked down until further notice. No tourism, no visitors, nothing like that. Nothing, honey. <laughs> so, so, yeah, and that was the main thing, everybody, right? To come down here 
and two. By the way, over my shoulder, you see the sun coming up. And here, let me raise the computer up a little bit. Actually, there's a sphere. See that sphere behind me? Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's a big one. And this park is full of spheres. Yeah, it's the park of the spheres in Palma Sur, uh, not far from the Baduca village. Um, and so, and, and, and another reason why I had wanted to do sunrise with those two spheres that are in the ground is because they're still in their original positions, right? They haven't been moved. So all the spheres in this park, obviously they've been moved, right? But hey, it's, you know, it's the next best thing to being at the, at the archeological site. And like I said, we will be there in April and hopefully, uh, you know what, let me back up. I don't know if I want to ever do sunrise again. <laughs> I know there's not many of y'all that are probably with us at early this morning, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's kind of rough. Uh, so we will be back in April. I'm not going to say we'll be there for sunset, but we'll, we, we will definitely try to do a broadcast from those two spheres that are oriented east and west. Now, hopefully, um, we have a guest from the Baduca village that may be able to join us. She is the director of the, uh, the Baduca indigenous community museum. So, okay. It's 523. Let's just pause for the cause where sunset is 524 five, sunset sunrise is 524, 525, 526. I'm going to shut up. Let's just watch the sunrise behind me, and I'm going to take the computer and walk around this park and show y'all the different spheres as the sun is coming up, okay? So hang with me, and let's do that. Okay, and then when we come back, we'll, we'll continue with the show. So let's enjoy sunrise at Park of the Spheres in Palma Sur, the key delta, the territory of the Badukas. Okie dokie, here we go. All right, I'm gonna walk around. You know, I'm gonna put the computer in front of me so y'all can see. Ray, all knowing, all seeing Ray, please let me know if you can't see anything. Okay, I, I hope you can see the sphere that's behind me. I'm gonna rock, walk around the park. Okay, it's a beautiful park. It's a beautiful park. You can see sunrise coming up. Hope you can see sunrise there. Uh, okay, here's another sphere. Hello, Leroy. I'm so happy to be back in natural Mariella, physics. Hey, what's <laughs> thank you, Mariella. Hey, thank you for joining us. All right, everybody, you remember Mariella from last season. Okay, all right, <laughs> Mar Mariella, you know what? Let me know. Can you see this sphere? Okay. Yes, and let me tell you what, I can feel your positive vibe in that place. You can feel my positive vibe? Oh, right, Mariella, the energy here, the energy here is unbelievable. I mean, you know, it's just, uh, I, I can't really put my finger on it, but there's an energy here that just uh -huh. pervades, and you know I want to use that word, it just pervades the whole area. I mean, these people here, the ones that we've met 
are so cool. They're so mellow. I mean, they're just, it's just a different, it's a different vibe down here than uh, up in, uh, you know, up in Huachipilin, up in the Central Valley. And, and, and for Costa Rica to be such a small country and to have such a diversity of, of, of unbelievable cool stuff. I mean, the people, the spheres. Okay, I'm going to another sphere. <laughs> and uh, I, I whoa, definitely I have to go there. Oh, slip. That was I not wish the I were there. Oh, we're, we're coming back, April, because this, this is the deal, is that you figure April six months from now, I would imagine that by then uh, the situation with the village you know, it'll be okay. Yeah. I would actually for the whole world. I hope in six months, uh, there's Tirza. Say hi, baby. <laughs> Mariella and Ray both hi. say hi, baby. Hi, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So this was like a road trip for me and Tirza. I haven't been anywhere <laughs> in months. I mean, I, I haven't gone anywhere. So this is our first trip in, uh, Many, 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 many moon, many moons. <laughs> but what a trip. I mean, this is great. And now that we know, uh, we, we've come down here and we found out where to go and what the situation is. Next next trip, it'll be, oh, oh we, we know exactly how to roll. <laughs> Excuse the pun again. <laughs> Rocking and rolling with the sphere. Okay, so now I'm just gonna pan around. I think I spheres. Oh, there's one more. One more over here. Yeah, this park is full of spheres. Everywhere you go here, there's spheres. I mean, this is the land of the of balls, Mariella. Like you like you said back when the uh, awesome. conquistadors came here and, and those groups came to this little area to gather in the land of the balls. This is it. Oh, without a doubt. This is it. Awesome. Okay. So I think that's about all the spheres. There's the sun coming up there towards the east. And it's so peaceful and quiet here. Oh, it's beautiful. And we, we went to the museum yesterday. Yeah, I took pictures and they'll be in they'll be in the, the clips for next next episode. But it's just uh the people here. Their energy is so friendly, so welcoming. I can't wait to meet Barucas. I, I just, uh, I'm so looking forward to meeting them. And um, okay, so I'm gonna go back to where I was at. But oh, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a 360, everybody. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just do a slow 360 of this park that we're in. And. Uh, and like I said, come April, we'll be, we'll be at the archaeological site. But ne next episode, you'll see the pictures of us from yesterday where we went and uh, we saw not only the two spheres that are aligned east and west, but uh, there's other spheres there. There's other uh, archaeological objects, and it's just amazing. I keep saying that in that tenth of a kilometer, 
it's just amazing that that's the only place on earth so far what? that these amazing Leroy, are, these amazing I'm sorry Mariel what, you... what kind of archaeological objects like tools oh or there's ornaments? some um there's there's with the spheres there's these uh they're like stonehenge there's these vertical rocks that are that are in the ground and they're like statues but they're 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 like mini stonehenge uh blocks they're not as big as the stonehenge blocks but they're vertical they look like they could have been uh you know if you would have carved them they could be a person but they're just vertical blocks that are in the ground with 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 these spheres yeah and i mean they're you you feel them they're just as dense and they're in the ground i mean you you can't move them you can't you can't move them whatsoever and uh and it's just i didn't know that there was other uh i didn't know that there was other um structures here in addition to the spheres so yeah yeah i i will i will show those pictures uh next next time so and so everybody now the sun is up <laughs> so now <laughs> what we're gonna do uh let's see what time it is um 5 okay. 31 okay 5 31 all right all right so um uh we have a couple of options um we we uh we have a video a half hour video that, that summarizes oh can y'all read my cause here in costa rica there's these they're 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 red they're like parrots but they're called right. macaws and they're red macaws, right. and there's always two of them right and there's always two mm -hmm. of them right there's always you never see one by uh him or herself and what's funny is when they're flying it sounds like they're arguing like you know it sounds like the average married couple <laughs> right <laughs> flying and arguing, right uh you you know i'm yeah i'm being funny but yeah i mean hey the whether they're four-legged tails feathers they're people too they're just like us they 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 have their personalities and what's so interesting about these red macaws is with all their arguing with each other they still stick together i mean you you always see two of them flying together so, so that's what it's about huh i mean we're all different we have our personalities we argue with each other the, the ones we love it's just natural but we need to do like the macaws and no matter we just stick together. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, <laughs> so I don't know if the lady from the museum is going to be able to join us. And I tell you what, um, Mariella, um, would you mind telling a little bit about how teaching, teaching has been going during this period of, of trying to deal with this pandemic? How, 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 you teachers, y'all are the heroes. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, y'all, y'all are the ones that's working through this time of difficulty and you're keeping the, the children, which is, are the future. You're, you're, you're doing 
you're doing what you can to keep them educated under such unbelievable circumstances. Would you would you mind describing a little bit? Because uh, okay. we can play First this half all, hour anytime. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> First of all, let me tell you that I love to see the sun on your back. Thank you. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I, love it. I really love it. <laughs> yes, it's awesome. Thank well, you so much, Mary. Uh, it has been a hard year. It has been a hard year, I have to tell, um, in many aspects. It's hard uh, been telling students to wear their, their masks because, of course, they have been at home or some of them go out and play and live life like if nothing was happening. So you have to tell them, okay, don't be together. You can share food uh, a few days ago. Uh, one student gave a pineapple to another one. And I saw it and I said, no, you can't share food. <laughs> Come on. And, and thank God that I, I saw it at the, at the time. But it's hard. You have to tell them where they wear the mask, wash your hands, don't put your, your hands on your face. But then what, what has changed it that I have to mention because it, it affects or affected my, my process, the process that I have been living in, in the last 20 years. It's that, for example, the first grade students, when they come to school, when they come to first grade, they already know how to, how to behave or what to do in, in classes, in school. But this year, they don't know because they didn't go to i mean they didn't have the best uh, process in preschool so they don't know uh, how to make lines they don't know how to be sitting they just want to play because they didn't have that process they skipped that process out of school which is wow. very important of course the preschool so this year I have spoken in Spanish. I almost have to teach in Spanish that I never did before. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so this was a big totally switch up for you too, huh? Right. Absolutely. Wow. Mm -hmm. and, Absolutely and you different. know, um, and I, I've 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 watched uh, news programs that have talked about not only educationally the impact on the young people, but psychologically, emotionally, not being able to be with their friends. I mean, that's taken out a lot. When you're a kid, your friends are pretty much your world, right? <laughs> Peer pressure and all, which is not good. Peer pressure and all that. That's not cool. But, but, you know, to take that away from the kids where that's such an important part of their development, uh, the impacts of having to be isolated are, are just so far reaching. It's just, it's, it's unreal the impact that this has had all world on, on the students on the young people mm -hmm, absolutely but also it is important to mention 
that well most of the times kids they hug you or they they give you a candy or they they show you love in these ways and now they can't and and this is weird they they don't know wow. how to react they don't know how to behave in this in this aspect they don't know how to show love wow so the 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 emotional um aspect is being affected absolutely wow that that's just yes. that's so scary and how yes. i mean we have we have psychologists and psychiatrists right but mm -hmm. you teachers you you are going to be the ones the psychologists and the psychiatrists that are that are going to have to i guess figure out a way to try to try to get the kids back on track huh emotionally and psychologically try to help them get over this period where they weren't able to interact with each other right. I, i don't even know how wow wow i mean uh that's that's quite a that's 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 quite a task that's the uh that's that's quite something that i mean we all know that teachers just teach i mean you are babysitters your psychologists your social workers you have to deal with a whole lot of stuff in addition to just teaching so here we have a whole generation of yeah a whole generation of kids that lost out on a year and a half or almost two years of normal life and you think you think we'll ever be able to to get them back to how they were before before all this happened well i think we're gonna learn a new life a new reality but nothing is gonna be like it was like it used to be I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. But now it is different. Yeah, I agree. And, and what affects what affects to to children in in the, the early years, it's been last forever. That's that's unfortunately true, isn't it? I mean, those are mm -hmm. those are scars that are going to be there all, forever. Huh? I mean, they're never they're never going to go away. How? how right. Wow! How devastating! I mean, how? it's just wow um it's yeah life is different i guess you know how they say bc and ad you know to kind of tell to reference time frames in history <laughs> i wonder if if they'll start doing bc meaning before covid and ac right. after covid i don't know i mean right. this is the, the whole world the whole world is is changed um And uh, and and just as an adult, when you wear a mask, where you can't see a person smile, I mean, we've all had rough days, right? Where you just nothing's going right, and and you're walking, and and if you pass another person, and if they just smile at you, they don't have to say anything, right. but if they just give you a little smile, it just changes up everything. You could you could be having right. the most rough day. But if somebody just smiles at you that you don't even know, just a stranger passing on the street, it just it makes it it helps you. And and the, and to right. wear masks where you can't see people, 
you can't see them spell. Yeah, that's rough as an adult. I mean, it's just, it's it's just it's a whole other world. Um, and, and nowadays, okay, you don't even um, know each other. It, you it, don't even uh, recognize yeah, each other. Yeah, it doesn't look like. Uh, isn't that the truth? That's that's the truth. Right. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. It's uh, it it's just it's a whole nother world, and you know, being down here, uh. And and we've met some some great people. I mean, just just down to earth, just genuinely good people, right? Just awesome energy. And uh, and we will we will be coming back. Um, uh, the sun is up. You can see it coming up. And uh, and <laughs> and so uh, and you know. The thing, the thing about uh, the people that we've talked about, we we met we met a person yesterday that um, there's a sphere uh, located close to his house, and some kind of way, the top one third of it got uh, it got sliced off, uh, and he told us in Spanish, but we understood what he was saying. He said that he wants to start a project to try to put that piece back on that sphere and make it whole again. You'll you'll meet him in the film clips that we'll show next episode. Uh, the people here, they definitely have a a, re, a, re, a reverence, and you know I want to use the word. They have a reverence mm -hmm. for the spheres. And it's part of their culture, part of their pride. And this guy, he has like one of those little stands that he sells coconuts where you, you can get coconut milk to drink. I mean, real coconuts, right? Where they take a machete and uh, cut the top off and then put a straw in it. And you, you're drinking real coconut milk. So he has this little corner uh, coconut place right across from where these fears are and like i said one of them he he wants he wants to do that so here you got somebody who's not an archaeologist I, i'm just gonna make a guess that he probably uh uh probably I don't know if he has a high school education but he's still very mm -hmm. intelligent you know that common sense that good human uh intelligence that you don't you don't get from books you don't get most, you know, from you, you just you, you just naturally have it. So for him to say that he is going to take it upon himself to try to put this sphere back together. Ah, that pretty much made our trip. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Wow. It, yeah. You'll meet him. Oh, his. yeah. You uh, we have his name contact information you, you'll meet him because like i said we're, we're, we're coming back um okay it's 5 45 and like i said me and mariella we had no problem keep keep uh to keep going but you think you think we should just you think we should play the half hour of of last season it's it's a pretty good half hour uh why don't we do that huh because next episode is going to be all film clips and footage from our trip here and we got hot believe me <laughs> so 
Mariella, well, if, if there's anything else you would like to talk about, please go ahead. Well, I am really awesome. Well, I see how you how you are enjoying this and I need I really want to to recall that because not not only the the beautiful place where you are, the beautiful park, but I really see your excitement here and 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 Teresa's and and I can feel it and it's awesome. So I don't imagine the Thank energy you're feeling there. Thank you. And like I said, now now this was like an outing trip. It worked out perfectly, right? We didn't know. Can you imagine if all of us would have come down here and found out that uh, we couldn't go to uh, the, the archaeological site this early in the morning because it's not open? And, uh, mm -hmm. and, and also the fact that we, we couldn't visit the Baruca this time. But like I said... Hey, we will be back, and we know just exactly how to roll. So it's just a matter of time before we meet the Baruchas, and we're going to explore more of this uh, this area when we come back. Nobody's going anywhere, right? The sphere going anywhere. The Baruch aren't going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We'll be back. So why don't we why don't we roll that half hour summary of last season? I tried to make it as entertaining as possible like like where people would just sit down and watch a half hour tv show in the evening uh so uh ray if you could if you could roll that half hour and uh oh and everybody we're gonna be coming to you uh a week from friday not this friday we're gonna switch from wednesday to fridays so we will be coming back a week from this Friday. The day's the 22nd, 24th. So I guess that's either the 31st of September or 1st of October. I, I think September has 30 days. So that's probably going to be the 1st of October right, right. when we come back for episode two. Okay, it is October 1st. Okay, so everybody, we will see you October the 1st at uh, 1 p.m., same fat time different fat day same fat channel so ray if you would please roll that half hour mariella uh thanks so much for getting up i will not be doing sunrise again well i don't know maybe in april we no maybe not but anyway <laughs> anyway thank you so much for joining us and um thank you so much and we're, we got season two thank you mariella we got season two we're rolling. So, Marielle, I hope you enjoy this half hour. Everybody enjoy this half hour summary of, of season one. And we will see you October the 1st, Fat Time, Fat Channel. Okie dokie. All right. Thank, Thank you, you. Marielle. Bye. Thank you. Greetings. I'm Leroy Larry, and welcome to Natural Physics. Coming to you live from Costa Rica. <laughs> awesome. Wow. Okay. Hey, I have a question. May I ask a yes. quick question? <clears throat> of course. I'm wondering, Anytime. do these spheres, do they only exist in Costa Rica or are they in other countries in Central America? 
to my knowledge, only in Costa Rica. I mean, nowhere else in the world. Is it, isn't that unreal? Only in Costa Rica. In terms of this particular kind of sphere, only Costa Rica. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Now, I mentioned my first encounter was on the university, uh, the campus of the University of Costa Rica. There's the picture of me with that sphere. It's, it's one of my favorite all-time pictures. I mean, it's my first encounter with an ancient enigma, a mystery that no one has solved. And as I stood there leaning up against it, I thought to myself, how, in ancient times, who, who could have moved this? <laughs> how many people would it take to move this, to even roll it an inch? I mean, it, it just, it's so massively solid. It, it really is. And I thought, how much could this weigh? I mean, really, what, what could it weigh? Physics and mathematics will allow us to get a good idea of the weight of that sphere that I'm standing next to without the use of a scale, without having to try to lift it. In physics, there's an equation that says the mass of this sphere is gonna be equal to its density times its size or volume. So if we can get the density and the volume, we got a good shot at at least having a ballpark guess at how much it might weigh, okay? This is without lifting it, using a scale. We're gonna use physics and mathematics, okay? So. Now we got the equation from physics. Let's use mathematics. Now, this sphere, we're going to make an assumption here that it's perfectly spherical in shape. I mean, who knows how long ago it was made, right? Thousands of years ago. Let's call it a sphere. I mean, I mean, I don't know how it was done, but let's just give credit to whoever did this sphere. Let's call it a perfect sphere. So in geometry, there's equations that will tell us, if we know the radius of the sphere, they'll tell us what the circumference of it is, the surface area, and the volume. So we need to get the radius of this sphere. And we're not going to drill a hole down in it. No way. It's a priceless artifact from the past. You don't damage those objects. OK, so let's see. OK. The picture of me standing next to it, I'm about six foot three, okay? Six feet, three inches tall. So let's just say that sphere is about six feet tall, okay? Okay, so now let's convert that to meters. Six feet is about 1.8 meters, and we need the radius. So, oh, let me go back. We said that its height is 1.8 meters. Well, because it's a sphere, we can also say that its diameter is, is also its height, okay? So now we can say that the diameter of the sphere is 1.8 meters, and so the radius is half of that, which is uh, 0.9 meters. So we have the radius. Oh, we're, we're, we're rolling. Okay, so. The equation in geometry that will give us the circumference of this sphere says that 
the circumference is equal to two times pi, which is 3.14 times the radius. So if you plug in those numbers, you get that the circumference of this sphere is about six meters around, okay? Now let's move on to the surface area. The, 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 the equation in geometry says, my mouth is getting a little dry, so excuse me if I start to sound a little, okay. Um, the surface area is four times pi times the radius squared. We plug in those numbers, we get the surface area of this sphere is about 10 square meters. Now for the volume, which is what we're really looking for, right? The equation from geometry says that the volume of this sphere is four thirds times pi times the radius cubed. And most important of all, we could get the volume, which came out to be three cubic meters, which means that if you had three squares that were each one meter all the way around, three of those cubic meters would fit into our sphere. Okay, we have the volume. Now, the density. I looked it up and this particular sphere is made out of the rock Gabbro, G-A-B-B-R-O. And the average density of the rock Gabbro is three grams per cubic centimeter, okay? Now that's solid. And we need to work in the MKS system, meter, kilogram, second. So we need to convert that three grams per cubic centimeter to kilograms per cubic meter. And that comes out to be 3,000 kilograms per cubic meters. That is, that, that's immense, right? Okay, so we get, if we multiply the density of our sphere by its volume, we get a mass for it of 9,300 kilograms. And we were able to get it by not having to move it. Oh, by the way, another assumption that was made was that the density of it is gonna remain pretty constant all the way throughout. And I don't think it's hollow. <laughs> so I, I did make the assumption that it's density all the way throughout is uh, 3,000 kilograms per cubic meter, okay? I made certain assumptions just to get a ballpark idea of how much this magnificent specimen, this artifact from ancient times might weigh. And again, I continue to think, how could it have been moved? What did these people move? What did they use to move? Notice that these equations we use from physics, algebra, geometry, they enabled us to get an idea of this, of this object without having to drill into it, destroy it, break it apart, without trying to lift it. Equations, that's what mathematical equations do for us. Until somebody else comes up with something better or different, that's what we have to try to understand the amazing phenomena that occur all around us in nature. Mathematical equations, the sights you see, the sounds you hear, there's mathematical equations that try to describe those phenomena. And they were obtained by somebody doing a whole lot of experimentation.
So that's that's the next question I would like to add to the mix is what is it about Costa Rica that is so unique and special in all the world that whatever mysterious race using whatever mysterious techniques they had picked this little bitty part of planet Earth to make these unbelievably mysterious amazing specimens of engineering and science and physics and math. We came up with a mass for our sphere of 9,300 kilograms. Um, when you wanna go from kilograms to pounds, um, one kilogram is about 2.2 pounds. So if we use that, we get, if we multiply 9,300 by 2.2 pounds, we get the value of our sphere in pounds, the weight of it. And uh, I don't remember what that number is, but one ton is equal to 2,000 pounds. So when we divide the number that we got by multiplying 9,300 by 2.2 to get that amount in pounds, if we divide that by 2,000, we get a weight of our sphere of about 10 tons. And it falls within the range of the weights that are given in the literature. This, this points to the ancient knowledge that definitely ancient peoples had that uh, definitely has been forgotten or lost. They knew how to work with the earth, with nature. And this show, Natural Physics, Part of it is about reconnecting with that knowledge. This specially built tow truck is moving at a velocity of two miles per hour, which equates to about three feet per second, which equates to about a meter per second. So this specially built tow truck is just inching along with the Endeavor on it, on its way from LAX to the California uh, uh, Museum of Science. Now, the Endeavor space shuttle weighed 85 tons. Concerning our sphere, of course, you have the questions of who, when, why, and especially how, but I submit we have another question. How was that sphere transported, okay? Now, the shuttle takes up a much larger surface area, so the flatbed of that tow truck is, is it has an area that it can uh, support the shuttle and it can carry it. But something like our sphere, in comparison, the, 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 the uh, surface area of our sphere is 10 square meters. So you're looking at a very, very much smaller object, um, in, much smaller in size than the Endeavour Space Shuttle. So what method was used? And by the way, in our next episode, we're going to use phys physics and mathematics to look at the, the amount of work and the power that was required by this huge machine this tow truck to transport 
the Endeavour Space Shuttle at 85 tons. And then we're going to say, okay, how many human beings would it take to be able to move the sphere? How much power? How many average human beings? And where would they apply that force? Where would they apply the force that's needed to move an object? Again, uh, we have a lot um, to do with these spheres. I want to show you in this video that even if I use these tools, a uh, chisel and a hammer, it is really hard to shape them as right. Look at those, at those tools. They are real ones. <laughs> of course, I'm not trying to, to destroy nature. I was just trying to, to show you how hard it is to form, to give a, a different form to that rock. So again, we ask ourselves or we ask each other, how were the spheres made that perfectly? They are rounded and they are perfectly rounded. So this is, this is amazing. This is something really strange. <laughs> well, first I have a friend who have been in the, in the Brocas area and they have talked to them and they told them, they told him that probably the spheres were made by the Gats actually the the gets through the spheres and that they were able to predict um eclipses so the wow. spheres and they are in in that location and and on those in those places because they can predict eclipses so it's it's more wow. like decoration it, they are a calendar they are supposed to be a calendar. And let's I, let's think about that time, those ancient times where there was only the the Mayan the, the Maya uh, calendar. And the Bruncas or the Gats created the the eclipse calendar. That is so amazing. That's so interesting. Right. I didn't know I didn't know that the spheres were specifically had been connected to uh, eclipses. I mean, I, I, I knew that there was many theories that they had an astronomical as, as well as astrological uh -huh. uh, significance. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, yes, because many of them have been removed from their original um, locations, it's very hard to uh -huh. determine that Some now. But you, you, you got to think that they definitely, their positions are not just willy-nilly. They, they weren't just placed here and there. There's a reason, there was a significance. And wow, uh, and, and let me ask you this. You said lunar eclipse as, as opposed to solar eclipse, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. They said that if, if they look through the, through the spheres in a specific position, you can... Well, actually, the 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 Borucas could predict the eclipses. 
Wow. Just by seeing through the spheres. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's awesome. That's unreal. Wow. By mm -hmm. that is unreal. This this definitely requires further uh, looking into. I mean, I, I this is my first time hearing that they had a connection with uh, astronomy in that manner in in terms of a lunar eclipse. Okay, that's mm -hmm. we've added another item to our. <laughs> To our list of things to uh, to explore, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> about the fact that these primitive people they did physics, kinematic, rotational kinematic, rotational motion, as opposed to straight line motion where you have more friction sliding something across the surface, as opposed to just rolling it. is the ingenuity of the human being. Yes, definitely Boruca hide or keep lots of information, amazing information. And and also another important thing that I would like to mention is that they say that before the technology came to the village, they used to gather, all the villagers used to gather to hear the stories of the elders so probably they they don't know now how to use the spheres because now we have technology and we're supposed to to predict eclipses or to yes to predict eclipses with our technology with with recent yes. technology right satellites and yes 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 right. uh mm -hmm. You know, it's all good. Modern technology and to couple that with ancient knowledge, can you imagine the portals? And you know I want to use that word. Can you imagine the portals that could be opened by combining <laughs> that knowledge base? Uh, and so, um, again, this, this is part of our show. We have no bounds. And uh, when I said the Twilight Zone meets Cosmos, that's ex this is exactly what I meant. I meant not discounting what ancient peoples said. I mean, they knew what they were talking about. When you said how the Badukas used to gather and the, the, the knowledge would be communicated to the community mm -hmm. by the elders, Right. And then they stop and they stop doing that when modern mm -hmm. technology came into the picture. Mm -hmm. That discouraged them or they just stopped doing it. It did I get that correct? Mm -hmm. Right. You're totally right. Right. Also a problem is that they have lost their language. Also. And of course, well, even though they are uh, self-governed they of course they have schools in in spanish so they have lost their language i suppose there should be 
some books or or written about about this um, astrological knowledge, but probably they don't even know how to read them. <laughs> right, but no, but we have our current day. You know what's so cool about our spheres? It's just as an uh -huh. enigma. They're just as an enigma as they were totally. 1930s, back further. I mean, they are unsolved. We, we have a priceless uh -huh. mystery right here. Okay, yes. and nowhere totally. else in the world. Totally. 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 <laughs> totally. Okay. And so, Yes, it's it's amazing, and and I think it it should be true because they they told the stories like missing their elders, so they wish to keep them and to keep those stories still still alive. How how ironic that modern technology with satellites and all that led to them not continuing to get together as a community and have the elders to communicate that ancient knowledge to them. Huh? And can I ask you this, Mariella? Why do you think sure. the advent the advent of modern technology and satellites and all them that made them think that they no longer needed to honor the ancient traditions of listening to the elders and listening to the knowledge that they had and and learning that knowledge so that they could perpetuate that knowledge to future generations well now i can tell as a teacher as a mother as as an in a, an adult with experience most of the times teenagers believe or young people believe that they know more than the elders and that they know everything yeah so whether you're in the united states or in the baduka <laughs> village teenagers right. will be teenagers right unbelievable totally. right? and we all totally. and we all were there we all were there we right. were all knuckleheads that nobody could tell anything to we knew what everything was. We knew everything we wanted to do and we're so clueless, so clueless. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, all right, well, okay. Well, I can tell that Borucas is a great village. It's a great community that we should continue studying and learning about them. And of course, investigating because we're not going to finish. And every time you you find something new, you get amazed. I have a question. When your friend was told right. what he was told, did he use any kind of special uh, method? Like, did he take them uh, something like a, a gift or something? He didn't tell me anything about it okay because no, this is my thought tell me. He didn't mention okay that. okay you know my original idea i had said that when the time comes that we can actually form a group and take a trip to the baduka uh village i thought maybe we could 
right. take some laptops, you know, take some laptops. But but now right. now that I know that technology made them stop doing what they were doing, maybe that's not the best <laughs> idea. <laughs> right? <laughs> maybe not. Well, at no, least for ourselves. <laughs> what's, what's that? I'm sorry. You say, At least Mariela? let's take our cell phones. Our okay. cell phones. We can't go wrong with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. I think so. <laughs> okay. Okay. Probably, and and I heard that they are eager to to receive tourists. They really need. Oh, there we go. Incomes. Well. All yes. right. Well, there we go. Okay. Look out, Baduka, because here we come. <laughs> All right. And thank you, everyone who's watching and listening to us. And everybody, you're with us as we continue our adventure of, of uh, exploration and discovery into the spheres, right? Every week you're with us. We're like one big group finding out what maybe nobody else has found out before. All right. Their language, is it Spanish or is it is it another no. language? It's another language. Totally different. Totally different. Oh, that's, so it's not Costa Rican Spanish, East LA no. Spanish, Spain Spanish. Oh, no, that is just either. too cool. So we will need a special interpreter. Okay. Right. All right, so we're gonna set it in motion ahead of time, start gathering our materials as an introduction to the tribe, you know, approach them in a respectful way and, 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 and get an audience. When we approach the Baruka, that's something that we wanna present to them, okay? Oh, we're gonna have a full-on package. And again, um, <clears throat> what occurred to me was if there's an intentional effort to uh, ignore the immense knowledge that these indigenous peoples may have, oh, we're going to try to help them regain it. We're going to try to help them get it back to the best of our ability, right? Using physics and mathematics, huh? We're going to put together a very logical plan of approach to step to them with, give them reasons why we're there to talk to them, right? Let them know how special they are in all the world. Let them know that they're really not well known, not only in the rest of the world, but in their, right here in Costa Rica. Why is that? I mean, they're a national treasure. The spheres are a national treasure, which, yeah, it's a UNESCO site, but so much is written on the great pyramids of Egypt. So much is written on Chichen Itzu and Teotihuacan. So much is written on Beijing and the pyramids that have been found there, I believe buried. So much is written about Machu Picchu. So much is written about all these sites in the Near East, Africa. First, we're gonna make sure that the Baruka realize what they have and how important it is to try to get that back for the whole world. A piece of ancient knowledge. You are an original member of the Fat Pack, right? Fat, physics with attitude. Enjoying physics as the amazing window 
into our amazing world of nature and mathematics as the tool to open that window. Next week, tune in, same fat time, same fat channel.